Welcome to episode 470 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's celebrating our own holiday, Codependence Day. In this episode, we talk about Universal's Great Movie Escape, Satisfactory, and Office Trivia. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Will Churin. I'm Patrick Hill. So get ready to be incredibly needy, because this episode's about to go down. Money, please. Money, please. We like to kick off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about things that are new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. Uh, The most noteworthy thing right now is that... uh, Lauren sounding a little bit more Will-like in nature. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome our good friend Will Trerran to the show. Hey, thank I want you to know that is exactly how my car pronounces your name. <laughs> Calling Will Trerran. Calling Will Trerran. Yeah, it's not a great name, but you, you, you get what, dealt what you get dealt. What is it? What is it from? What is your your point it's of English. origin? English. Yeah. Could have fooled me. All right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Will, why don't you kick us off? First of all, thanks for stepping in. Lauren is still out of town. She's uh, uh, on the old conference circuit out there uh, selling her wares. Uh, and so you decided to step in and uh, be uh, a wonderful co-host. You even got new lighting for the I situation. Did. Which is that is nice. Chazzle my presentation a little bit. You look you look incredible. Are you Uh, tan? He does look tan. I've been doing my daily walks, so I'm a little tanner, looking a little healthier. (laughs) I'm gonna call you Danny. That's how tan you are. All right. (laughs) I don't get it. Danny Tanner? Danny Tanner from Full House. All right. You're older. I get (laughs) it. That's not me being older. That's me being pop culturally relevant. Well, Uh, okay. See, Jetpack's got it. Yeah. That's what's important. Actually, we don't know that he got it. I don't, don't know that they had that show in Canada. Sorry, Will. <laughs> no, Go they ju- they just got it in Canada. <laughs> I see. That makes <laughs> they're, on, they're on season two of Full House now. Anyway, Will, why don't you kick us off? Tell us about your week, what you've been up to, besides your walks. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty good. I'm a professor, so this is my summer break where I get to like catch up on client work um, so like, that's been a big thing is just working more. Uh, but so yeah, doing a lot of client work, uh, me and my brother, and I think we talked about it on some past show maybe, or maybe just, I talked to you guys about it off camera. Uh, me and my brother have been designing a board game together. So yeah. we just got Ooh. our first round of, uh, final character art this week. So it's like seeing everything that we've been dreaming about coming to life. Um, I went and saw, I think it's called black phone, the Ethan Hawke movie. I don't know if you okay. guys have. We're seen moving really before. fast right now. Are we getting to see this artwork? Well, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, are, no, no. Does, no, no. does so, Black Phone connect to your game? Because if not, pause. Because I want to talk about the game for a second. Oh, all right. Uh, no, I, I don't have the, the art with me right now, but we'll be like dripping it on Instagram over the next few weeks. So you can go check out my Instagram for it. I don't love the phrase "dripping." That's no, a side I'm note. We can it. talk about it afterwards. Um, you you're not only you're not only dripping uh, this this game that we have actually had an opportunity to play a couple of rounds of, which is super mm-hmm. fun. But you have a you have a bonus game that you just surprised everybody with the other day, and Patrick probably didn't even see it because he's not on Instagram. Yeah, what yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so you guys, I'm sure being designers, you have some understanding of just like. Uh, so many of us have obsessive personalities where we like hyper focus on details and things. So what me and my brother have been designing these board games. And uh, so my hyper fixation right now has been board games uh, and just seeing like what I can do with different components we've been using a lot. So what I'm playing with right now is uh, custom dice and dividing the alphabet on t- all the vowels and Y on a D6 and all the consonants on a D20 and kind of creating a Scrabble game where you you use points to buy dice and then you roll them and then have to like make words with the letters you get. Um, it was like a one, it was like, I think I started developing it at like six at night and finished at like three in the morning. So it was like a really quick like sprint. Um, 
and I don't know. We're like trying to figure out manufacturing. Manufacturing custom dice is really expensive compared to tokens or um, even like little plastic chips like what Scrabble uses. Um, okay, yeah, hold on. It's been really fun. I think you need to go a different direction with this uh, because this sounds like this sounds like the Ouija board for the modern age. You could roll the dice, and that could be like the spirits from beyond talking to you. I have you a have feeling to... Will is not into this game. Well, what how are you feeling about this so far? So, uh, <laughs> no, so uh, to build off what you're saying right now, because the components and the mechanic are so simple, and like you can obviously just play a spun game, we're playing with different modes. So one of them is uh, like a Mad Libs style game where you roll dice and you're filling it in Mad Libs. But the other one that I'm working on kind of on the side and trying to figure out like how many dice you need and all those like boring little details is how you can do a text adventure game where you can only do things that your dice allow you to like spell out. So like creating almost a, um, oh. a story driven text adventure but you can, your actions would be like randomly generated by whatever letters you can you can pull but together. That, but just just so we're clear, though, the idea Patrick was pitching we will do, not. Right. You're no. not into that. No. <laughs> not not only is he not into it, he did not even acknowledge, he didn't acknowledge that, that was something that I even shared. I'm never, never going to acknowledge like divination. Yeah. <laughs> we, will and I stayed up How until probably D&D what? Do you play? Didn't we stay up until like 2 a.m. Uh, when you, when oh, you yeah, were here yeah, yeah. talking about that very kind yeah, yeah. of thing and uh, okay, theology and philosophy and, and all that stuff? I don't want to get off of this. Patrick thing. went to bed at 10. That's the important thing. He has no idea how you feel about any of this so stuff. I missed, so I'm going to get my five hours in right now. Wait, wait. Okay, hold on. As far as using the dice for actions, would it still be open world? Like oh, when you're saying that, adventure? like, yeah, if you can only, like, do what you can spell, could you still choose to do anything? Well, you we be able to do whatever you, like... You rolled, right? So if you want to open the door, but you only get enough letters for kick, your character would have to kick down the door. Okay, now what I want, stay with me, I want like a monkey's paw scenario where what you can ask the DM for is only what you can spell based on what you roll, but then the DM gets to like bastardize it in any way they want to. Yeah, kind of like a genie type situation where like you ask for me. (laughs) That's my favorite. So inside of, we're in uh, Neverland right now. And unfortunately, even though we've showed our Neverland game a couple of times, uh, we don't get to show it week by week. And it's a it's a very, very interesting campaign. But one of the places where we were in, and I'm going to be honest, like I haven't actually read the Neverland uh, scenario. So I don't know if this is in the book. I do know what we're, we were doing was kind of like procedurally generated. So I know that our experience is unique to us. Um, but we were in a place in Neverland where um, it was kind of like that. Like, based on your role, it determined how bastardized the thing you wanted to do was. <laughs> mm. And so whatever you wanted to do happened, but it was just some form of that happened. And honestly, and, and obviously the higher role, the more true to your intention it was. Yeah, uh, and that's, over it. yeah, that's probably been my single favorite and then that I can think of recently, that's been probably my my top moment or like top moment in a session has come out of some of some of those moment moments because it's so wildly unpredictable. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Um, I've read some of Kolb's book. I haven't done all the details, but he's really good at giving you the tools to create your own situations. So like yeah, your, it's not it's not you as guys much going through be. on rails. So far as in like even the scenario isn't there, right? It's all the tools so you can go make your own scenario with it where the D&D books really do hold your hand and go through the steps. Um, so I'm sure what you guys are experiencing, a lot of it is going to be completely uh, situational just to you guys and Kolb's brain, which is great. I can tell you that we had the conversation with him on Saturday where we asked him, uh, when we do this almost every week, like has any of your group, have any of the groups that you've done this with, have they done what we have done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this past session, it's, it's always mixed. Like, yeah, some people have, some people haven't, or some people have done this portion of it, but not this portion or whatever. This past week, he said, no one has done what we did. And that made us 
so happy. I <laughs> wish we were publishing that story because where we published the first couple, you know, portions of that story years ago. Yeah. And now we are now years into that adventure and where we let's let's say it was very Dungeons and Designers-esque. Mm. Um uh, Patrick's character did something very similar to what my character did a few sessions ago. <laughs> and uh, But yes. in the world of Neverland, and it was absolutely amazing. So, but on uh, that note, it's fun. Dungeons and Designers, because, uh, uh, yeah, Andrew had something, you had something major just happen to you, and now we get to see the outcome of that. So Dungeons and Designers will be happening again. We, uh, I know, Will, this is your DM, Will, and you can tell people this, but I've already started now. It Go feels for awkward, it. so I'll just finish it. Um, but uh, scheduling conflict, holiday, things happen. So we didn't do our normal D&D uh, this past week, uh, but it is getting put back on the calendar. We'll communicate at it with everybody once it's back on the calendar. And within the story, we're actually fast forwarding several months. So mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty different. If you've been following it so far, time jump, big, time jump, there's going to be some differences. And some of them are great. Some of them a, will be yeah. shocking in a good way. The drama. <laughs> we're, we're drama. all, cha- we're all changing. We're all adapting to the environment. Let's and, just say uh, Sleazel fans, you got to brace. You need to brace. <laughs> yeah, just just hold on to your to We your had to brace little... for Sleazel. Yes. Now the Sleazel fans have to, the have brace, to brace again. <laughs> Go ahead uh, and brace. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. Gone but not forgotten. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are the big things. Black Phone, I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, we don't talk about it too much. It's just the new horror from uh, Ethan Hawke. And... I don't know if it's great, but I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed Ethan Hawke as an actor, um, so maybe I'm a little bit biased. But it was another cool kind of it flavor where it's about children being um, like abducted in a town. Um, but they did a lot of cool things I hadn't seen before, and I thought the storyline progressed pretty well. So if you're into horror movies and you're into Ethan Hawke, I think Blackbone is a one you should try to go see. Okay. Um, but yeah. It's in theaters that, exclusively right now? Yeah, I just okay. saw it this week, and I, I know it's still in theaters, but uh, I don't know for how long. So if okay. you're interested in seeing a horror movie, it's it's a pretty good one. And then uh, 4th of July, like you all, uh, I went and had uh, like a 4th of July lunch with a family from my church who've like kind of adopted me a little bit because I'm new to Lincoln. So they're they're always inviting me to things. And then I awkwardly left early because uh, that's how I am. <laughs> so I saw one other family leave. And I was like, cool. That's my my cue. <laughs> you got wow. there and were immediately planning your escape route. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, Did that's you how ever consider like not going? No, because no. they've invited me to so many things. I'm at like a 80% saying no rate. So I got to say yes more. <laughs> and here's what I find interesting because you've told me before with your students. Yeah. That you don't. You're like you're not out there because like students will invite you to stuff because you're they like they like because you're a they cool teach stuff and yeah, yeah exactly cool they <laughs> and I get that and you're just like them like I mean you didn't say that exactly but like that's the vibe that I got so I find it interesting that that doesn't carry over into all your other relationships yeah uh, I'm just not much of a party person so you know just awkward okay. socially Fair enough. but yeah that's been my week. Uh, let's definitely what, uh, somebody who who does well being called out publicly. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> really leaning into it. <laughs> Just you know, uh, being my authentic self. <laughs> okay, uh, Andrew, why don't you tell us what you did while you take that sip of Sprite? Oh man, I will. That was a refreshing sip of Sprite Zero Sugar. Not, Not sponsored. sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> we um. We had a heck of a week. So as as soon as I as soon as soon as I finished recording last week, um, we found out that Cooper had COVID. So we locked it down for uh, a week. Um, and so uh, after spending a week at Disney and doing tons of fun, you know, just living it up at Disney and just having all the experiences, we went to. We're just sitting on the couch every day for six days. Um, but uh, everyone is is COVID free now. All the tests are negative and we are we are back in the wild, baby. Um, 
But uh, I have I did couple I did a couple of things uh, or I saw a couple of things over the course of this that I'm uh, I want to talk about really quickly. One, uh, I've been watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, and whew, that's so good. good. It's a good show. Um, no review yet. I'll give a full review when I'm done with the series. Uh, and on that note, they are making three, count them, one, two, three, new films with the original cast, animated films with the original cast. Do we have cast. dates for these yet? Or is it just kind of uh, I'm probably going to take Becca, but I think that's a weird question. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I don't know what the dates are, but there's three, there's three uh, scripts in play right now. Um, and that's very exciting. Yeah, so there, so that that we've been watching that show. Uh, they've also, in preparation for the new Rise of the TMNT movie that they're putting out on Netflix, the animated movie that's a Netflix exclusive. In preparation for that, they released the entire Rise of the TMNT and the tw- the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles CG show on Netflix. So we have been watching Rise which I started that series but never actually finished it because we, I didn't have Nickelodeon the entire time. Um, so we'll get to watch that whole series. Uh, we had some pizza for dinner tonight and we actually watched an episode of it. And that show is really, really great. Um, that's such a fun show. How uh, far are you into Avatar? Uh, almost done with season two. Ooh. Almost done with season two. So you, got, you got a little bit to go. Two-thirds of the way, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Couple things. This one I want to point out. Oh, for for Father's Day, Cooper got me this uh, Lego Ideas Sonic the Hedgehog set. We put that together. So fun. Over a thousand pieces on this set because each of these little things right here, it's yeah. not just a light brown and a dark brown. No, no. Each of these is two light browns stacked together and two dark browns stacked together. And you're making the entire base out of that. Um, They're really they, milking those pieces on that they one. They really <laughs> made it unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> but then uh, Sonic actually comes with uh, all seven. Is that one, two, three, four, five, six? Yeah, all seven of the Chaos Gems, which is pretty cool. And there's like a base that they all sit on, which is, which is pretty neat. And then you've got Dr. Robotnik who can actually come out of the... Uh, out of the uh, spaceship thing that he flies around in. Um, so that was super fun. I did realize that uh, you guys have seen that. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, you guys have seen that there is the movie Elvis right now, right? Yeah, that movie yeah, that's in the story of Elvis got Tom Hanks. And then I, I just found out that the guy who plays Elvis is yes. the same guy who played napoleon dynamite no it's not yes no <laughs> dude, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> dude i'm telling you i watched this video about that and uh it was showing like the progression of him it showed him when he was napoleon dynamite and then over the years and then now him playing that character and i'm like how is this the same guy has he been in anything else that you remember from that that timeline because i i haven't heard of him at all since napoleon dynamite i kind of figured he just fell off the face of the planet no so did i and it's That's, not the same no. guy because now i'm realizing i know that actor's name That's and it's not John the same Peter. guy what are you talking <laughs> about? but so so i just watched this video and was watching this like literal like it was talking about how they're the same person yes i get it Kreider. i get it i know everyone i i'm already saying it you don't have to put it in the comments i get it this is when I hate that we have a live let's, audience. Let's take, let's take a moment and break down what just happened. Well, hang on. We don't what need to do that. The name, what was the name of the video that you watched? It was on The Onion, and it was... <laughs> no. Um, no, it was... Uh, it was uh, I don't know. It was something I saw on Instagram, like a story, and it was showing like the progression of this, this actor. And I'm like, holy shit. And it started with him as Napoleon Dynamite, and then it like showed over the years and then all of a sudden now he's he's playing elvis but it's not the same actor at all (laughs) so oh my god what uh what have you guys done (laughs) (laughs) my glasses are fogging that's how hot my body just got oh my word I literally we, wrote in my were shocked. in my notes here. I wrote Napoleon Dynamite is Elvis. Dot dot dot. What exclamation got, question mark exclamation? Well, <laughs> then you were right to put what in a bunch of question marks. So you got lucky because I'm sitting here um, 
putting together a list of what I'm about to show. And so I was listening to you, but I wasn't listening as intently as I could have been. Well, that's uh, every week. <laughs> I don't know what. I, I want to apologize for that because what just happened was magical. <laughs> you would have a better time. So Austin Butler's who plays uh, mm-hmm. Elvis in the film. Yeah. Um, you would have a better time convincing me he was like Josh Groban's, Groban's younger brother or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think he looks more like that than. Uh, well, okay, okay here, so but. you're right. So can you now imagine thinking that it was the same actor, the amount of transformation that had to take place? <laughs> That's why I was like, no way. And I was like, what else has he done? Like, how did this transformation happen? <laughs> Man, he just went away for a couple years, and, and then this is what happened. You know, you just get your and shit together. I was together. reading this week. Uh, so my sister had a... Um, uh, and- she has like two legs that are different lengths, which I think is something that some people uh, have. Let's just say she has two legs that are different lengths. Yeah. And what they did is they, I love that Jedi missed all of that, hopefully. And what they did is um, to make them the same length, they, uh, they break like your tibia and then they, um, they put like bolts on either side of the bone or something and they like ratchet it apart. And then like whatever, like calcium and stuff fills it in. And then like over several surgeries, they can lengthen a leg or whatever. So this week I was reading about an actor that actually added like three inches to his height by repeatedly like breaking his legs and having the surgery done. So now I'm imagining that scenario. <laughs> yeah, with John Heater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or Austin Butler. <laughs> whatever his whatever he's going by now. John Butler. Um the uh I actually did a similar thing with my jaw. Uh, my my top palate was more narrow than my bottom than my bottom jaw. And so um, they had to put this like lifter in, or I guess it was a separator in, uh, like the roof of my mouth. And there was a key that I would stick into it and push it back three times a day. Um, until the doctor said, you'll do this and your, your mouth will just be constantly a little sore. But the idea is to do it slowly enough. One day you'll just, you'll know that you're done because you'll hear your jaw crack. And I'm like, okay. And I remember, I mean, I'm in high school. And I remember I, I pushed it back one day and it went, like in my, it echoed in my ear. And I went, holy crap, I just broke my jaw. And uh, certain, yeah, sure enough, that's what they do to, to widen your, your palate. You Same broke way. your jaw? I broke what my own after jaw. What that though? Over <laughs> Did like, it hurt? Over like Hold on. six months. Did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. But it, it didn't is, hurt as bad as it as it would have. You were supposed to do it. Yes. Yeah. So then it could set once it once it broke. Then it would then it would set. Yeah. You're gonna push it until it can't separate anymore. So that's kind of the idea. Tell you go break your jaw and when that's done. Come back here. Yeah. This was a simpler time. <laughs> this was this was <laughs> the late nineties. <laughs> My wet, medicine was wild back then. This was the wild west. Oh, wait, uh, I'm pretty sure people in chat are talking they, about what the movie would be called with uh, Austin Butler and John Heater. I think I've seen an adult film called Elvis Dynamite, actually. <laughs> I think that film already got made. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about uh, one and a half more things. Um, we got tickets to sure? see Thor Love and Thunder for this weekend. Yes. Uh, if you didn't realize this was the weekend that Thor Love and Thunder came out, you're like probably the the rest of us where everything has been so crazy. We realized it late last night. Holy cow, Thor is coming out this week. Um, so go get your tickets because we're for sure going to be talking about it next week. Super excited yeah. about that. And then this is the half thing I want to talk about. Um, I had a topic that I had uh, that Becca actually gave me. Uh, when we were uh, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about tonight because I got a one last week and you and Lauren just didn't do me any services. You we just, were supposed to, yeah. yeah. Uh, and no. so um, she told me about this thing and I'm just going to give you the, the teaser. I'm going to give you the clickbait title and then I'm going to talk about it because after I looked into it, I'm like, oh, I need to do more looking into this <laughs> so I don't have another <laughs> John Heater debacle. Um I want to look more into this because the story is actually really interesting to me and I think could pose a really cool discussion. Um, but uh, the title of my topic is going to be The Eyesore on I-4. And that's all that I'm going to give you. Patrick, take us like uh, to the end of the, the we're, table. We're, we're not hearing about that tonight. Not at all. 
Yeah, we need all. to wait a bit. But that does remind me that Honest Trailers did drop an Honest Trailer for um, uh, Multiverse of Madness today. Uh, so you should absolutely check it out. Uh, if you haven't, I'm sure the people in our community will love it. Uh, and I will just uh, be frustrated at their pleasure. And uh, But also, it has some very, very amazing puns towards the end. And I would like to repeat them, but why would I do that? Because that's... Um, that's would be stupid. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, but here's well, I was uh, contemplating in my head if I was going to make a joke, and then I talked to myself out of it. So consider that a growth moment. And they're not always <laughs> funny, but they're necessary. Um, okay, for this week, a uh, lot of things. Uh, briefly, only murders, uh, only murders in the building. It did come back. Uh, we're three episodes in. Third episode just dropped on record, so just dropped earlier this week. Um. No spoilers, because I know the people across from me haven't seen it. So far, weaker than last season. I hope it gets better, but I think they've made some... The, the three main characters are still awesome. I, I love uh, Martin Shorta, and I'm just I'm putting that in for Andrew. And I, I love Steve Martin, and and, uh, and they can do no wrong in my eyes. But uh, some of their... They're incorporating more... Um, outside, imagine like Game of Thrones when it was getting bigger, and suddenly, like, you would see, like, here's a celebrity, like, in a scene in Game of Thrones. Uh, they're pulling in more outside people, and and obviously, the first season uh did incredibly well. And I'm, I'm afraid it seems to be detracting from the show some of those decisions. So, hopefully, that's not going to continue the whole season, but um, a bit frustrating right now. So, I hope Fingers we get crossed. another silent episode or like not that exact like method but i hope we get things like that in this season because that was such a cool unique creative uh way to tell a story yeah oh uh, yeah i i completely agree that was an that was a standout from last season for sure so uh and now in fairness i've only seen episodes of one and two of this season i haven't seen the episode that dropped today because i got the notification about 15 minutes before we started setting up the podcast so i wouldn't have had time but I'll watch it right after this, and I might start kicking myself going like, it's amazing. It's a work of art. Um, but uh, I don't think that's Did so you far. feel that way about the first season at all? Like, I felt like the first couple of uh, episodes were a little slower, a little disinteresting, and that it built over time for me. I hate, you, I hate your guts. Really? Did you I feel didn't feel that way. Okay. No, I, 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 thought it was, I thought the first season was absolutely awesome. Uh, it, genuinely, I, I was enamored from, from Go. Episode one? Um, yeah, and so this one just hasn't. Yeah, this one I'm hoping will build. I'm worried that it won't. Uh, the other thing is, we did get the finale of Stranger Things. We will wait, uh, till Lauren is back and we'll do a deeper discussion into it because I know it's going to warrant a lot of discussion. But I will tease this we're split about how we feel. Uh, and that's and you can probably guess who feels what way, but it's safe to say we're split. But we'll save the larger conversation until Lauren's back. It's not like we need to rush the conversation because we've got a while to wait to get to the last season anyway. So who cares? We'll get to it. Uh, but that's where we're at. So here's the big thing. Here's the big thing. I have a friend, um, a friend named Bill. And Bill flew 150 missions in Vietnam. Uh, so basically when he um, uh, was sent to Vietnam, he he was a navigator, uh, I believe. I believe that's what it was, a navigator. And uh, initially it was you fly 100 missions and then you come home, but they changed it to where you fly for a year and then you come home. And so he did 150 missions in one year, uh, which is just insane. And, uh, and so I've been talking to, to Bill for a bit, and I love pins, and I also love planes. Those are like two things I, I really enjoy, uh, enough that I paid like, hundred dollars just to get a set of wing like actual delta pilot wings like i just love those things and like that's where those things coincide and we live in a town that has an air force base there's a lot of air force people around us and so i ask for pins it's it's what mm-hmm. I, it's the bad part of me but that's what i like and what uh, i was hoping- i've seen you in the shower that is not the bad part of you <laughs> Thank you. It's just a bad part. <laughs> it's a <Thanks>. bad part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out later. Um, now, what I had hoped is that someone would, like, go buy a new pen and then let me pay them for it. Like, that's the transaction I was looking to make here. Or just let me borrow one. I'll throw it on my board for a bit and then, like, take it back from me or something. But instead, Bill, wonderful Bill, who flew 150 missions in Vietnam, 
showed up and gave me a bunch of pins. And I'm going to just show you. So Bill ended up, um, uh, I think he finished his service as a colonel, I believe is what he said. Um, but he, um, but here's, here's a couple of the standouts. Uh, one, this is what would go on. So if you're in your fancy dress, you would have a hat. And this is what would go on the front of your hat, uh, which is oh just awesome. Oh, my gosh. I don't he know. He just the, gave these to you. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is this right here. It's insane. Now I don't know how to actually put it on a pin board because it's threaded. It has like a nut or whatever. So I have to figure out how to do that. Uh, and I'm I'm not gonna go through all of them. Uh, he did give me a Vietnam service medal, which is crazy. Um, That's stolen valor. Well, it's borrowed valor. <laughs> um, gifted valor. Gifted I valor. Think, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think this is the colonel pin. Uh, for his rank of colonel, golly, right here, which is awesome. He didn't give these to his son. Yeah, he, he has two sons. I know, I, I know them, and he didn't give or, it to or them. Maybe he just maybe he has one son. Maybe I should ask how many sons he has. Okay. Um, oh you yeah, you, he you gave these to you. You don't even know how many kids he has. I know, I, I know his son Drew, and yeah, because you y'all worked at the same place. Yeah, Drew's so, gonna show yeah. up at Patrick's house looking for these like, later. Bro, what what the heck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, like, these are always, like, wildly beautiful. Um, but this is this is the big one. So there's there's some others. But this is a set of wings. These are, I guess, like, navigator <gasps> wings. That is, you, that is what you wanted. Yeah. L- really look cool. at how um, awesome that looks. And so I have a set of legit wings from someone that was a navigator, flew 150 missions in Vietnam, these are insane, insane, um, bro. So that's that's pretty just, incredible. Yeah, that's a that's a shout out to uh, uh, Bill, who I don't know who knows how never, to use a computer, who, will, who doesn't <laughs> who know what a fine. podcast is. <laughs> so. It's okay, um, but but very very cool. I think it, it's kind of fitting with the whole Fourth of July theme that I've decided that we're doing. Uh, even though we're not, uh, but that's that's super super cool. And, and the, the, the that theme would... <laughs> that only you are talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to carry it through all my categories. Uh, but the the thing that I would encourage anyone, and and this is, uh, and and I don't specifically mean with people that are much older than you. I, I genuinely mean everyone. Talk to people. Like the amount of awesome things that just come from talking to people. Uh, Andrew is a, also a great example of that because Andrew's ended up with some, uh, well, just amazing experiences and and stuff and and whatever. Just because you Jobs. talk to everybody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you never say no to a conversation, and and not just like uh, talking to hear yourself talk, but talking with a genuine desire to learn something about yeah. the other person. Uh, wildly, wildly, wildly cool um, and just healthy, great thing to do. So, um, yeah. so yeah, shout out to Bill. And, and that's that. That's the main thing for my week. So, I, I, Andrew, take us out of here. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, okay, well, if that's it for your Around the Table, that's it for the Around the Table. And up next, we're going to talk about some master categories. <laughs> the categories each week are chosen by the dice we roll uh, usually, this week, it's a little different, uh, but Will, being our guest host, I think it's just fitting for you to uh, kick us off in our master categories. What Would you say right now you're the master of games? Is that what you're bringing to us? Yeah, I'm going to talk about a video game I've been playing today. Perfect. Take um, it away. Yeah, it's a game I bought a long time ago, and I think it's one of those games that's going to be like forever in a beta, uh, early access stage of life. Um, but it's called Satisfactory. I'm going to drop it in chat just so people can have it. I think I could post links. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, we've already talked about uh, my social issues. And this game, like, I think is a prime example of, like, the perfect nature of this. Uh, it's a single-player game. I think you can play co-op, but, like, there's no way I'm ever going to convince anyone else to play this game with me. <laughs> uh, but it's a game where uh, it's a first-person game where you're running around this alien planet and you're, like, mining it and trying to plan logistics how to just, like, take over this planet's uh, resources and then send them off-planet. So imagine if we we do end up on Mars one day and we're trying to get materials back from Mars to Earth, like, you'd be the astronaut doing that. 
Um, but it's a cool game that uses different parts of my brain than most traditional games, right? It's not a game where you're just going and shooting. It's actually, for the most part, a, a very passive game. Um, but what you do is you're, you're trying to be as efficient as possible with the tools you have. So I would almost relate it more to like a puzzle game on your phone than a hardcore PC game. Um, because really it's just like, how can I set up, uh, mines to get materials or resources and how can I turn those resources into steel bars that I can use to build things. So it's very much like a if then statement over and over and over again. Yeah. And if you can link all these 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 uh mechanics up together, then you can build bigger things because your your equations get bigger. Um but what I really enjoyed about the game as a whole is that and this is more of like a design topic than anything, is that every step I I succeed and I like hit a benchmark it presents me with the next one and it, it doesn't do it in a way where you're like, you're going to spend, you know, hundreds of hours to get there. It gives me like little mini steps to get there. Um, so some games I play, like there's another survival game that's sort of similar called Subnautica. And it was just like every, every achievement you needed felt like it was so far away that it was like, why am I going to spend all these hours to get there? Um, and I think this is teaching me not just about like board games and about uh, web interactions, but like how can you gift your user little kind of breadcrumbs to get them eventually to where you want them to? Um, and how can you make it challenging enough where they stay interested, but not so challenging that they uh, just get off the game? Right. That's a, that uh, is a crazy hard balance to strike. <laughs> right. And I think that's why I've been playing it um, I, I've played this game before and stopped and they added a whole bunch of stuff and it came up on this uh, Steam summer sale and I was like, I already own that. Let me just go try to try to play it rather than buying a new game. Um, and I think that's one of the things they've added is just it feels different than it did when I originally bought it. And I think a lot of it has to do with that. Um, it's rewarding me for doing things while also it's rewarding me with like, here's something for what you did, but also here's another challenge for you. And it doesn't feel unsurmountable. Okay. I have not played either of these games. Yeah. Is this like Factorio? So, in fact, I've played a little bit of Factorio. I think it's like Factorio uh, downgraded, right? I think Factorio okay. is much more intense. The graphics are way, it's like 2D and kind of ugly. And it's not about the graphics as much as it is about the um, mechanics of it. Right. Where this is trying to give you more of like an atmospheric approach to gameplay. So it's it, it being first person as as much a part of the game as building, right? They want you to feel like you're on the planet doing this. You're not top down looking and building. Wait, in um, Satisfactory? Yeah. The, all the videos I'm seeing of it are third. Oh, there's third person video and then there's it's cutting to some gameplay footage. So, okay. Yeah, I think the only time you're in third person is if you're driving vehicles and it like pops your camera out. Um, But yes, it's very similar in that you're building systems to mine a planet. Um, I would assume Satisfactory came out after Factorio. It was just like, why didn't they do this first person? We can do it. Um, I would also say... You can go. I was talking to someone yesterday that was talking about Factorio and they were saying that... I mean, they're addicted to it. They were saying the thing is that it's basically just like learning a development language. Yes. Uh, That's it, what it looks that like. That sounded it looks like a more intense. advanced version of like Sim City. Yeah, Factorio is very much an advanced version of Sim City. Uh, one thing I really like about uh, Satisfactory and it being first person is that while you're designing these systems, you have to design it in a way that you can navigate it. So you're almost building in your own uh, wayfinding and like creating paths and creating things that you can recognize and get around because what starts with like a few conveyor belts quickly expands to, to a factory. You know, yeah, I've got yeah. yeah. And a multi-level and, factory with like transit moving from building to building. Exactly. It's crazy. Um so it's just been like really cool and then it gives you a lot of opportunities. Again, this is a game design thing, but I think for designers as a whole is there's a lot of opportunities where it like puts your character up on like a hill or a mountain and you can like look down and see what you built. And it's like, you know, breathtaking is going to sound exaggerated, but like when you're inside and moving around and just working, you, you forget like, Oh, I spent way too many hours in this game. But like, <laughs> um, you see down, you're like, Oh wow. Like the system is working. Um, 
So I don't know. I don't know if anyone listening or is, would appreciate this type of gameplay. It's not super exciting. It's not uh, fun in the traditional sense. You don't play with someone else, though. I think you can. Um, it really is, is built for that first-person kind of solo adventure sure. type game. But uh, yeah, if you're looking for a game that makes you think, uh, is a little grindy and methodical and maybe um, meditative, then Satisfactory, I think, is is worth worth a look. Would you say it would do the job? <laughs> it would do the job. <laughs> that sounds. I mean, that sounds interesting. I I am fully intrigued. Yeah, but it's it's twenty. It looks right beautiful. Right? It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's on sale now. I think it was like twenty. Um, I'm looking at it right which, now, and it is. It's eighteen. Yeah, yeah, it's eighteen bucks. So, and you guys have talked about this. I think I think you have. So, correct me if I'm wrong. But that you compare some of your entertainment value to like going and seeing a movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for $18, I mean, you're going to get more than five hours of gameplay. You're going to take more than five hours just to start like feeling comfortable, right? Because it's going to give you so many things up front. Um, There's then you- two metrics I've introduced. Mm-hmm. One is that idea. So when it comes to like, for instance, like uh, uh, Pokemon Go, microtransactions or yeah, Pokemon Go is a great example. I don't take this attitude of like, I'm never going to give them a dollar. I I just think about how many hours I've invested and how much would I pay for other entertainment. And then I kind of, that's how I find an appropriate number of investing into that. The other metric I like to use is the iPad metric, which is that um, an iPad in, in my mind is $400. It's fixed at that cost. I'm not including a pro or something like that. Okay. It's $400. So whenever I go to make a large purchase, I'll go, well, this is three and a half iPads. Is this going to be better for me than buying three and a half iPads? And that served me well. It's a really good, like, quick decision tool. It's at least a a quick decision tool. I don't know if it's a really good one. (laughs) It's the BMI of the large purchase world. I've used the movie one quite a bit. Just being like, is this game going to be worth it? Yeah. Um, a small side conversation because Jedi's in our chat and Jedi and I have been talking about, there's another game called rocket league, which is the opposite of this. It's a high octane rocket cars playing soccer. And it's, it's it's two or three minute sessions. Like it's, you're not investing a ton of time. Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's also the most toxic co-op play ever, right? Like you end up hating your team every game. And that's why actually I was playing a lot of rocket league and I was like, I can't, log on to that game right now i need to play something just totally healthier but uh jedi and anyone listening uh jedi and i've been talking on discord so jedi if you want to jump on there later we could definitely try to find time to play rocket league uh i don't hate yeah i'm I'm looking to hate you right now yeah let's uh let's hop on there and play together but that's like you're playing with randos and and this is like a way bigger question but like when you don't know someone you treat them like humans so like if you like miss a save people just rail on you and it's oh, like yeah. you just missed one minutes ago like we're the same or people. or someone jumps in right when your shot's about to go in and you're about to get your goal explosion <laughs> and they just tap it at the very yeah, end and they goal. steal your explosion <laughs> listen i got messed up on rocket league over the weekend i didn't play it but i somehow got sucked into watching the grand finals yeah. of the like els or something or spring league whatever and uh, I could not look what's, away. I watched that for hours. When did you start adopting the European method of describing grand finales? Because you, the I'm last sorry, couple of do, days, you've been talking about things and you call them the grand finals, which is like uniquely a British way of de- of of describing those oh, things. Th- they called them the grand finals. So I I've taken more of the approach of respecting the language that they use and parroting it. What back. could you possibly mean by that, Scott? This is supposed to be a 4th of July episode. Don't respect <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just got oh, political. Jedi is saying it was actually sorry, I'm Jedi was saying it, it it was actually held London this year. By the way, as part of my computer change uh, my microphone used to be on that side. The left is where I'm pointing to the people that are listening. I have moved the boom arm to the right side, and now it perfectly covers chat. So every time I do this, it's <laughs> you so I can honestly, guys, my boom arm to reach. That chat. is the best thing that has happened to this show in the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> you not being able to be distracted by chat every three seconds—that is Unless the best I thing. Go out of my way to read it, or yeah. I could do this. 
Yeah. That's... But I have to do one of those to get to... Okay, sorry. Continue. I could not support a configuration more. Uh, satisfactory looks cool. Like, it, I don't know that I would love the gameplay, but it looks pretty, and I could sit there and watch you play it. Yeah, I think it's... it's wor- Even if you don't think you'd enjoy it, it's worth watching a YouTube video or two just to see um, what are game designers trying, right? This is not a AAA title. It's not something you're going to see in Walmart, but, like, what yeah. are these more, like, kind of different approaches to entertainment? Um, but, yeah... Jedi, anyone else? If you guys want to play video games, uh, I know that's not a huge thing on the M of One community board, but I know that a bunch of people play video games, so uh, hit me up. Jedi, we definitely need to play Rocket League. Sorry for never being around. Uh, so, yeah. um, Patrick, do you want to go next? Let me let me close it out because I'm going to run some trivia. So Sorry, like that you're right. I totally forgot. Andrew. It is no surprise that we love uh, escape rooms uh, on this show. We've talked about them a ton. We love to be locked in places and then subsequently get out of said places. I think I've done like 20 to 25 of these uh, all across the country. Um, and and I've been to some really good ones. And then I've been to some pretty terrible ones as well. Um, yeah. And I am legitimately very excited about something that has just released in... Uh, in Orlando, specifically Universal's City Walk. We don't talk about Universal Studios a whole lot. We give Disney a lot of a lot of uh, airtime, but Universal's taken the taken the the place tonight because um, they have just opened Universal's great uh, great movie escape room, and this is at Universal City Walk. And the first two, uh, the first two rooms that they're opening with are. Back to the Future, and Jurassic World. And their escape room centered around these two properties with the people, not just like generic, like, oh, Jurassic Escape, or, uh, you know, Dinosaur Park Escape, or Time Machine. Like, we've done the Time Machine things before. I've, I have. I've, I've escaped Time Machine rooms. These are, like, these are licensed properties and their escape rooms with the magic of the Universal Studios creative team behind them. Um, so all of the things that you could expect from that. Uh, there's very little in way of um, in way of actual uh, um, review on this yet. They're still brand new. They just opened. In fact, I'm not even sure the Back to the Future one has opened officially yet. Uh, Jurassic World opened in conjunction with the Jurassic World movie uh, premiere. I'm guessing they fast-tracked that because of, you know, makes sense marketing-wise. Um, but uh, I will say this. I'm going to be going to Orlando again in two weeks, and uh, you better believe I'm going to be trying to uh, get a hold of one or both of these escape rooms. Um, okay, now. So. so is this... What's the affiliation level with the with the park is it inside of it it's like explain that so universal city walk is a lot like disney springs or downtown disney in california um so it's on property uh but it's a lot of um it's a shopping plaza it's an experience plaza so yes there's going to be uh universal stuff but on top of like the the official universal like movie store is there and this thing which is affiliated directly with universal but also a movie theater is there there's a putt putt golf course there there's is this what you see like right after you park when you're walking the parking structure is attached to city walk you have to walk through city walk it looks like it's three levels of stores and stuff essentially yeah. yeah 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 it's it's pretty awesome yes there is one in la as well i was just trying to give patrick some things that he i know that he's been to here um here's the thing how much is it i'm not sure yet that's what i was saying there's not there's not a, I've, i was even trying to find online where i can book them um i'm going it's gotta to be expensive it's gotta be expensive i'm gonna guess it's it's gonna be 60 dollars a person that's my that's guess. right that's what I think too, because that makes it almost double what you would normally pay. Yeah. But the thing with escape rooms, assuming that they limit them to say like six to eight people to keep the experience like yeah. very involved. Yeah. Then you just you can't funnel a lot of people through. So you have to charge more money. That's like your only choice. Yeah. Um, because you only have so many rooms and so many people they can use them at a given time. So yeah, I, I'm gonna guess sixty a person. I, I'm very excited about this concept. Um, 
I, I'm, I've got to give it up to Universal for being the first ones to do this. Like, Disney has to be thinking about this now. I don't know where they were or at when watching. this was. Right. Like, yeah, to see maybe how to, well to see how this goes. But, like, they have Disney Springs. They have buildings in Disney Springs that, like, the whole building for that Disney Quest used to be a part of. It's been a couple of different things that have not worked out. Escape rooms are huge. Let's Could do something are- here with... with you know, with some of these properties and get people, get people in a Wreck-It Ralph escape room. You know what I mean? Get, get people in a, uh, you know, literally any of their hundreds of properties. Like let's get people in there. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? Could you argue that what they've done with the uh, Star Wars hotel, 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 could you argue that that's kind of a large communal escape experience? It, I, what's funny is I had a conversation with with a guy today where I was talking about uh, the the Galactic Star Cruiser and I referenced me being a lover of escape rooms in terms of team building yeah. and I think it's fun to go as a team and you learn stuff about people in in way of saying the new Galactic Star Cruiser is like a two day long Im- fully immersive escape room experience for teams yeah. like so. I, yeah, There's I do. missions to do. Different people do different missions. You collectively unlock things. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, I, I'm with you. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So I say all of that to say I'm very excited uh, to to try these things out, and I'm I'm excited to see what this might open up. Um, if if this does well, uh, what this might open up for other you know uh, big corporations to to do. Um, to allow you to be more immersed in these uh, these properties that you that you've grown up with or that you love, whatever they are, um, and just to see, you know, what what people with some real money behind them are able to do with these escape rooms. I expect a high high level of excellence going into these rooms. Um, I don't expect chintzy things to fall off the wall. I expect every effect to work flawlessly i expect all of the automated doors and locks and keys and pads and all i expect all of that to work amazingly and i expect special effects like that's what i'm expecting going into uh this kind of uh escape room experience but when i visited y'all down in texas patrick was like let's do an escape room yeah so we talked about this a little bit i was just like i've only done one ever and it was terrible like it was chintzy like everything felt like cheap and nothing felt on theme so I've never done another one. Like, I'm just not interested in them at all. This sounds great. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a total miss not to have done a Harry Potter one where you use your Harry Potter wands. Well, that's why I, it, this may be coming. They may be right. beta testing with these two things. They have Harry Potter, right? They already have these, they already have these IR wands that they use around yeah. the Wizarding World. Like, 100%. And Disney they, has Star Wars. Like, oh, my gosh. Like So it's, much they could do. <laughs> yeah, you use the force on things. Like, it's it's. Yeah. It's really, really good, um, and uh, I'm just going to ignore what Kreider said about expecting more from this than we should expect from the movies, uh, Jurassic Park movies right now. I um, almost went and saw the movie today, and I saw some reviews, and I was like, I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD. It's <laughs> worth seeing in theaters. If you're going to watch it at all, see it in theaters. Like, it, it The big dinosaurs the look better so on big screen. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I think that's easy to agree with that... It's a movie that scale is important. So yeah. watching it on a big and something that's loud is probably good. It yeah. looks like a garbage. So bad. <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as people are making it out to be. It, it's just it's just not. And maybe I'm optimistic, but I know me, and I'm not that optimistic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not that positive of a person. I know it seems like I am on in in relation to some of the stuff we talk about on the show. I'm not that positive of a person. You can ask Becca. I complain about a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> but I think I give the benefit of the doubt to things more in way of entertainment than I am critical of it because... For the most part, I want to escape the normal day-to-day life of criticism and critique and and badness. I want to escape that. So I'm looking for the good more than I am the bad. And You walk that's into a, a Jurassic Park and you're like, does it have dinosaurs? Base 6. 
Do yeah. Go up? <laughs> Does it have Chris Pratt? That's at least three more. Right, like for me, you. like yeah, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. So anyway, um, I uh, I want to just move on before the the chat thread just blows up and uh, they yeah, all stop subscribing. To your subject, this is the first time like where a, a, an escape room sounds interesting to me. Yeah, where it's just like oh, like they it would hurt them for this to be bad. Yeah, right. It, it, didn't, it, was, it did not hurt the strip mall escape room we went to. <laughs> I no. was excited till you brought up we could do a Harry Potter escape room, and now I'm no longer excited. Make that one, and then I'll be excited. <laughs> okay. Um, I no, I I would go in a heartbeat. They could tell me it was a hundred dollars a person, and I would go. When in a we, when we I, go, I would want to do this when sure. we go in October. I'll do. I'll try to do one of them when I'm there. Do the, do the garbage one. Do Jurassic, whatever. Okay. I'm fine to do that. And then we'll do Back to the Future together as a group. I'm totally yeah, down yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. I'm totally down for it. And so you've done so many of these escape rooms. Have any of them been uh, like scary? Like I can see the Jurassic Park one, not only being puzzles, but also like. So I've never done, uh, I've never done one of the zombie ones. That's not true. I did do a zombie one at uh, Comic-Con. It was uh, in conjunction with The Walking Dead or Resident Evil. I think it was Resident okay. Evil. Um, and uh and zombies were actually trying to break in and we had to keep putting these boards up and things to barricade them before, you know, while we got out. That one was, uh, was intense, but not super scary. It was condensed. It was like a 20 minute escape room because it was at comic cons. They were trying to move a lot of people through. Mm -hmm. Um, if that one were a full hour, I could see it getting, getting a little scary. There's a couple locally that do have like zombie stuff. And I've never been able to find someone to do those with me. Everyone's like, I'll do an escape room, but I'm not doing that. Um, the scariest, like a, uh, not, it wasn't scary, but it was suspenseful. We started cloaked with hoods over our heads and we were walked into the room blind. And as we were walking in, we were told to duck and we'd had to be led by somebody. And we started in shackles with hoods on our heads in a dark room. In individual cells. In individual cells. Yeah, I was was in, um, what are they called? Where you're... Well, um... I mean, I just know it's the shackles. I know, I know. but like I, I, my, like in that wooden piece where your head like a gets stock? a stocks. Yeah, I was in the stocks, and Patrick and Mackenzie were each in individual cells, and we were all latched. Um, okay. So that one was a little scary. Uh, the scariest one I think that we did was when we did it on the ship. We did it on this this um, decommissioned battleship. And we had to go into the bowels of this battleship. And the scariest part for that one, it was a haunted themed one. But the the scary part about that was not the theming. It was the fact that I thought I was going to get claustrophobia because you're walking yeah. through these tiny hallways and it was dark and all these things. Um, but the, It was hot. But the escape room itself, once you got into it, was very well ventilated, very well air conditioned, and it was not c- confined. Um, so the anxiety of doing it, walking through this tiny, you know, these tiny halls of a battleship, that was scary. But no, I mean, at the end of the day, like I, li- I enjoy watching scary movies. It would take an awful lot to to really kind of get me to that point, which is what I, I like the adrenaline that could come with like the, the zombie idea where there's one of the ones that, I, that I've wanted to do. There's a zombie in the room and they're chained to the wall. Every few minutes that you don't get out of the room, their chain gets longer and longer, and mm. they they move their way into the room. And so, at certain points, you have to navigate around them without getting captured by the zombie. That would be super fun, and I would imagine that would get my blood going. Um, you could totally do that with a raptor. Right. You totally could, absolutely yeah. could, absolutely. I'm having could. a hard time understanding how a Back to the Future escape room will make sense, but I'm sure they'll do it. There's I've an done, old I've, man on a chain, and the old man. Is closer <laughs> no, he's hanging from a clock tower. It seems really simple. It's it writes itself, honestly. Um, uh, no, you have to be able to do the the uh, enchantment under the sea dance uh, song perfectly, or by the end you all disappear from existence. That's how that <laughs> escape room works. Um, okay, that's enough about all that. I'm really excited to do it. That if you want more information on it. Uh, good luck. I'll post the couple of things that I have uh, that I've found. And if I find where I can actually book tickets, I'll put that in the show notes as well. I'll drop it in our Slack channel um, too. But like I said, they're still so new. I don't even know that they're marketing it a ton right now because they're probably 
trying it out before they they blow it up. It's not even on their website. Um, I've had to find it through like travel websites and things like that. So um, I'm gonna keep digging a little bit more. But uh, Universal's great movie escape. It's gonna be it's gonna be good or bad. <laughs> and that's my that's my take on it. All right, Patrick. I think it's uh, trivia time. All right, I do have trivia. So uh, here's what's going to happen. For those that are listening to the show, we're going to throw it to the end of the show. You're not going to get to participate in the office trivia. This is a perk to watching on Twitch. So we're glad that you've enjoyed it. Andrew's going to take us to the outro in just a second. Uh, you missed it. We're doing 20 questions in the future. Join us, twitch.tv slash one podcast. You'll be able to catch this. Uh, we post our times in Slack, and so if you're afraid of missing it, number one, just follow us on Twitch, and you'll get the notification in your email, and you can click that, or just go to our Slack, uh, network uh, slash Slack slash family, or just click on the Slack icon, whatever it is. It changes all the time. Uh, but the point is, jump in Slack or jump in Discord, and then we'll post whenever we're going live in there. So, thank you, but unfortunately, this is Twitch only. Bye. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for this episode. You can find show notes and links to the stuff that we talked about in this episode over at mof1.network. Uh, you can also join our Slack channel and become part of the conversation in there. And uh, if you were listening to this and not watching, you missed out on a lot of fun. We did some trivia and it was a good time. Um, and you can be a part of that just by going over to twitch.tv. Tell, tell him who won, Andrew. It was me. By nice. one. Right. I thought I would win by more. So I feel just okay about it. Uh, I'm impressed. It was it was a good it was good trivia. Like Will got hard. Will got fifteen. Oh yeah, just about. <laughs> he got some. You know, I didn't think any, I retained any of the office, but look at that, fifteen out of twenty. Look at that, it's amazing. You did it. Um, it was a lot of fun, but you can only get that on Twitch. So go to twitch.tv slash mof1podcast and join us each week. You can just click the follow button and you'll know when we go live every single time. And we're, we go live throughout the week, different days. So uh, so just join us on there. You can also become a subscriber on there. And it doesn't cost you any money if you have an Amazon Prime account. All you have to do is use your Prime subscription every month. You can throw it toward us. doesn't take you any time or any money. And it gives us a little bit to continue to do this thing that we enjoy doing and that uh, some of you enjoy listening to. Uh, it's a great time to the, twi- the Twitch channel because you get to actually interact with us. We get to engage with you. And it's a, uh, for as much as I like to complain about people giving me a hard time, it makes it so much more fun than just talking into an abyss. Uh, and so uh, join us on Twitch. It's a lot of fun. Um, there's a whole bunch of make- stuff. I was going to say, I get to make Bezos pay you guys next week. So yes. it's like something I look forward to every month. It's yeah, honestly, I hate it's, that dude. Everybody wins but Bezos. Uh, that's the name of my emo band. Uh, and so you can listen to the new the new album dropping I next month. I follow on Spotify. Um, but it's uh, it, it's a good time. So just join us on there. Over at uh, mof1.network, you will also find a, a whole slew of other shows in our archive, hundreds of them um, from the past several years of us doing this show. There's something for everybody. If you like what you're listening to, if you enjoy what we do, share the show. Tell people you listen. Let them know uh, that this is something that happens. We have other shows, part of the network as well. Will hosts one of those, which is our Dungeons and Designers podcast, which will be coming back very soon. And um, and then we've got Doc, who leads the the uh, uh, drawing board, and we have stuff. So just just put it out there. Let people know that that you are listening and uh, and help us out a little bit. Rate and review the show. Like it. Subscribe. If you rate the show and review the show, we will read your review in whatever words languages. Not languages. I I have limitations, people. But I will do accents. We will read it however you ask us to read it. Um, But just drop those uh, over on iTunes. That's super helpful for us. I think that's everything. We'll tell everybody where they can can find you and they can follow what you're doing. Yeah, right now it's the board game thing. So you can find me on Instagram at 2rocks. But it's really difficult. It's I I like the Roman numerals and then R-O-C-S like the mythical bird. So... (laughs) Both of those were wrong. <laughs> Let me guess. You got zero followers. I know how difficult it is being called M of one podcast and having to explain it's the number and not the, the word. Yeah. 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 It's, but yeah, you can find our model by board game stuff there. Uh, Patrick, where can people find you? At not 
Coolco. That's N-O-T-C-O-O-L-C-O. Come see my uh, Star Wars stuff. And then I also have my potato pins. I've got seven <laughs> different pins about potatoes. You uh, wouldn't believe the bushel of pins he has about potatoes. I went all in on <laughs> potatoes and Star Wars. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, at Not Cool Co. Uh, and I'm at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's. Uh, stay tuned. I have uh, some fun little announcements coming up shortly um so just pay attention to that uh but for now we're gonna get out of this episode i'm andrew i'm will i'm patrick and that's something to be proud of see you later (laughs) (laughs) ah shit